first-time investing, retirement planning, and so much more. We are the Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. At a news conference, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Russia is not de-escalating tensions around the Ukraine crisis. We continue to see very troubling signs of Russian escalation, including new forces uh, arriving around Ukraine's borders. Meanwhile, a senior defense official said President Biden has approved deployment of 3,000 more U.S. troops to Poland. They'll be joining 1,700 other members of the 82nd Airborne Division who've already been deployed to that region as the tensions continue to grow. Meanwhile, the U.S. will evacuate its embassy in Ukraine. And that is a word today that came out of the administration. Stocks tumbling again on Friday. This time, bond yields joined the swoon as worries about an imminent Russian invasion of Ukraine piled onto Wall Street's already heavy list of concerns, including inflation and interest rates. This is SRN News. A funny thing happens in Minnesota in the winter, whether you like cozy nights in a cabin, meeting friends for burgers after skiing, flying down more than 22,000 miles of groomed snowmobile trails, or hiking in the silence of the woods. A funny thing happens. The coldest months of the year have a way of bringing about the warmest moments in life. Visit ExploreMinnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange dog. Strange dog. We finally made it to campus. Inflation at 7.5%. The Fed is way behind. 
This was exactly what you did not want to see. What's the Fed going to do from here? Just get on with it. Let's let's do 50. 50 basis points. A 50 basis points rate hike in March. Just do it. Whether inflation is 7.3 or 7.5 percent. The market's already discounted it. They're going to go and they're going to go hard. It seems very likely that the Fed's going to go 50 in March. This is their chance to establish some credibility. It has completely lost control of the policy narrative. On top of that, there's a lot of political pressure. People saying 50, 75, let's have an emergency rate hike all options are on the table friday morning then that which was the opening to bloomberg's real yield show on bloomberg television i don't if you listen to us on the biz 1440 here where you're listening right now to the king banyan show you might not have heard that particular sequence but just a montage that they had put together of different people they had talked to all of which I'm pretty sure happened in the last, in the 24 hours leading up to Friday morning. So probably all after the drop of the CPI report, which would have been 7.30 our time, and about 8 a.m. our time on Friday morning. Here are all these these people, and I'm not going to identify them all. It's a couple of the name, couple of the voices you might recognize if you're a regular listener here on the King Banyan Show. Muhammad El Arian's in there. And they're all like, well, they got to go. They got to do it. They've got to, they've just got to get this done. I mean, my gosh, what, 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 are they, what are they doing? They're too late. They're too late. They're too late. And I'm like, all right. So the whole goal right here is keep your head while everybody else is losing theirs. And I got to tell you, a lot of people seem to be losing their heads uh, in this, in this marketplace right now. So the other thing that I've been paying attention to, and I talked about this on on our Twitter feed. So if you listen, to, if you listen to the King Banyan show, you don't know the Twitter feed. You're missing part of the show. I'll just say, you you, I hopefully can replicate most of the value of the Twitter feed here, but the Twitter feed gives you a lot. One of the things I tweeted at you was a a piece about why it would be that we have all of these people reporting. Well, look, well, look, you can go buy a used car and it will cost you more than a new car. And honestly, I had, I heard even here on Bloomberg, on, on, on the Biz 1440 yesterday, I can't, was it Paul Miller? Uh, somebody on, on the, uh, on the Bloomberg team yesterday talking about that they were shopping for a Dodge muscle car. And, and by the way, just to be clear with you, I am not a car guy. To me, cars run. Indeed, last week it was uh, kind of blowing wet snow up here. I went back outside. My car didn't start after the show. I was not a happy guy. Turned out just had gotten some ice in, in the place where where the throttle box is. And, and, and you know, it. we were able to get it to fire up. And once it had been in my garage for a while, it was fine again. But... but Kind of annoying, particularly when you're supposed to be using fine German engineering. Uh, I have one of them German cars that's supposed to have fine engineering in it. Well, uh, didn't do it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to slander the. Uh, I'm not going to slander the, uh, the 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 maker of my car. Just I will say, it made me think to myself: Have I got the wrong car? Because if you can't take blowing snow and, and you live in Minnesota, you probably got the wrong car. And I've had this car for going on four years. So anyway, I was I was thinking to myself, um, 
was thinking to myself about it, should I go buy another car? And, you know, I, of course, am aware of these used car prices. So there's this story out there. There's a, and, and it's interesting because all these different TV stations are running these stories using local information about the what's going on with the price of their cars and the fact uh, that, okay, so one on, on a website called Jalopnik, uh, which I can tell you I've never visited before and probably won't today. I'm just going to read you the title. Carvana's algorithm bought a seven-year-old Honda Fit for more than it was worth new. Um, uh, KTLA yesterday, uh, a big television station in Los Angeles, your new car used to depreciate in value the second you drove it off the lot. Not anymore. Um, Wall Street Journal, the 10 used cars surging the most in price. Here's the list. Would you like to? You can just go look it up. But, but up and down. Uh, 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 KRO in Seattle, used cars selling for thousands above new car MSRP. KBAK in Bakersfield. Some used cars selling for more than new cars in Bakersfield and nationwide. So there's a story going around, and all of these different TV stations are basically using it to send a camera crew out to a local car dealership, talk about the issue with them, and then they got a story package. Uh, so great. Why do you think that happens? Well, it makes perfect sense. As I tweeted uh, uh, from the uh, from the EconLib uh, website, uh, that's the library of the uh, library for economics and liberty. Uh, for those who have stu- this is Pierre Lemieux uh, on uh, I think on yesterday. I don't have the date. Yes, it's it's uh, yesterday. Um, it's a direct theoretical result of assuming that an individual is rational and maximizes his utility given his own circumstances. New car prices increase because of lower supply and rebounding demand after the worst of the pandemic. Used cars, which are substitutes for new cars, not perfect ones, become more desirable for more consumers. So demand for used cars increased. So their prices go up too. But understand, right? If new car prices go up, what do car dealers do? They try, what do new car, what do car companies what do ford and chrysler and gm do they try to make more cars how do i produce more used cars can't the quantity of used cars in the marketplace is fixed so if the same same if there is a shortage of supply in the new car market because of chip shortages or because because truckers want to block the border between canada and the united states and so you can't get the parts you need from Canada down into Detroit to, to assemble the cars you need. The price of used cars are going to go up because they're already assembled. You don't have to produce anything there. They're fixed in supply. So a decrease in supply of car, of new cars will lead to an increase in demand of used cars. Welcome to your Economics 101. Nobody should be shocked by this. Nobody should be shocked by this. It's like, you know, this is this is one of those stories where if you're an economist at a, oh, I don't know, some regional comprehensive university in central Minnesota, 
You're begging the local radio station or, or newspaper to give you a call. Hey, can you explain what's going on here? Because this should be right in your wheelhouse. This is exactly what in full... This- I'm reading these stories. I'm like, you guys are talking to the dealers. I get that. You're talking to a shopper of a car, and we're like, man, I think it's crazy that this used car costs more than a new car. It's not crazy. It's Econ 101. It's not crazy. Just kind. Of, it's it strikes me as being just absolutely foolish that it would that you that people can't figure out that this is going to be the way in which things happen um as as lemire writes it's for the same reason why famous paintings that were often worth close to nothing when first sold by their creators are now worth fortunes right you know particularly if that if that artist is dead the supply curve is vertical <laughs> There are no more paintings coming. So if there's an increase in demand, it gets completely transmitted onto higher prices. Um, in the case of cars, Pierre writes, the agents, on, the agents on the demand side are not sophisticated art collectors, but ordinary individuals who have a good intuition of the market, having been in business helps. If, for example, one's car lease expires and one realizes that his car is worth more than its buyout price, one will buy off one's own used car. And that actually happens. I have bought my used car because I looked and said, well, do I want to invest in a new car? But if I had a lease on a car and I said, what do I want to do? I probably would just buy the car. And if I say I don't really want this car anymore, I could probably turn flip it. I can buy it because basically... The end of the lease is an option. You can buy it or you can return it. And you as the lease as the lessee have a have a, have the option. Is your car worth is if that Honda Fit that you leased is now worth more than it was when you bought it, there's a pretty good chance your option price is a lot lower. You should flip it, make a few bucks. Find something else to drive. Maybe you could share a car with your your significant other or spouse. All of that is done by the price system. It's what the price system is supposed to do. These are not things to be complaining about. This is exactly what's supposed to happen. It allocates goods and services to those places that make the most sense. And guess what? Those parts stuck in Canada because because of the trucker's convoy... You know what they're doing with them? They're so valuable because those cars are going up so fast in price. They're flying them over the border. Air shipment now makes more sense than putting them on trucks. Okay? Because you can have a blockade at at the Peace Bridge, but you can't stop planes going over the border. And so they're just going to move to another way. It is exactly how markets work. And frankly, if I were you, I would say, that's a beautiful thing. There's your Econ 101 lesson for today. We'll come back after this, and we'll get back to this question of what the heck is going on at the Fed right now. We'll be talking, okay, right after this, you are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. 
salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Real returns, what you actually get from your investments. That's return minus inflation and taxes. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing the implications of inflation and taxes on your bottom line. Alan Mike will share with you how to be prepared for retirement in an inflationary, higher tax environment. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440. Call them now at 855-231-6010. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com. Are you being denied a home loan or refi because you're a 1099 employee, self-employed, or a real estate investor? It can be frustrating, but it doesn't have to be. Thanks to Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we'll take the time to understand you and your Income flow. Using 1099 income, rental income, and bank statements, you could qualify for a home mortgage or refi at a lower rate. So if you're being turned down for a home loan or refi because you're self-employed, a 1099 earner, or a real estate investor, instead of hearing denied, you could be hearing approved. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now, 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation, and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Welcome back, King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. Sometimes we get a little, little uh, uh, crossways because I have to have some. I have to get a text cue to tell me to talk, and if I'm not looking right at the screen right at that second, there might be a few minutes of of uh, extra music. But who knows? We maybe he was doing comfortably numb there because uh, we were we were talking about how 
how some of the lyrics fit exactly what we were, what's going on with the show right at the second. Um, so I would love, I would love, love, love uh, to take phone calls, but I can't hear anything, so it won't work here. So we'll just have to, we'll just have to have me talk, and and uh, I do have some clips for you. So my point in this last hour, or in the last however many minutes I've been on. The the t- it, the inflation story to use a spinal tap reference went to eleven. Okay, um, it got seriously turned up. Um, I just tweeted to uh, at pound KBRS if you follow us there a uh, a piece that was done by Wells Fargo, which was looking at the demographics of inflation. Okay, under the title, Whose Inflation Is It Anyway? Um, and I was using some of those results to talk, and I, I also tweeted it using our hashtag PoundKBRS a couple of days ago. I was uh, interviewed for a piece. They didn't ask me about, about cars, but they did ask me a lot about inflation and who it hits. And it's really been, if you look, it's very different who gets hit, who doesn't get hit by inflation right at this moment. But the the point being, pretty much across uh, demographic groups, across uh, political formation, I don't think it matters if you're on the, the, the supplier demand side. Um, inflation is uppermost in people's minds. I played that, I played that clip for you from uh, Real Yields Open. They're cold open on, it wasn't cold, uh, actually. Uh, Jonathan Farrow says, everyone's talking about inflation, and then gives you that 35-second montage. It was, it was really cool. The big reason for it, though, is, is that after the Fed's meeting that we discussed last week, the Fed has been out, the Federal Reserve officials have been out engaged in this forward guidance, engaged in in trying to talk to the markets to be sure that they're getting the message. Um, that's great as long as everyone's kind of playing from the same, same book. Loretta Mester, who I think of as being sort of a really middle of the road among the Fed presidents, maybe a little bit more conservative or or inflation fighting than some of the others, certainly not far out on the hawk wing of the of the of the FOMC though. I don't think of her that way. Um, the but a Midwestern bank, right? So if you're not on the east, if you're not New York and Boston, where in or Chicago, who typically have had fairly fair, fairly inflation dovish. Fed presidents, um, Cleveland's kind of not got a strong reputation one way or the other. And they've had some really great presidents, and I, I respect President Mester quite a bit. She goes on CNN's business show um, and is asked about inflation, and she goes ahead and plays this. I'm looking to, uh, um, I'm I'm looking to see where that is. That should be cut number five, please, Sean. Well, you know, we're in the process of constructing new uh, summary of economic projections for the March meeting, but the inflation data has continued to move up. So I can imagine that I'm going to pencil in more than three. 
Um, but I really do believe that we need to really walk, you know, look at the data and how it informs, right, its economic and financial developments and how they affect the outlook and then the risks around the outlook. And that will determine kind of what the ult- ultimate path will be. So they're, they're, she's kind of like, yeah, I was three. I'm probably going to mark up to four. But everything's on the table. We could go more than four, we could, right? If you're trying to provide solid forward guidance, this probably isn't what you want to do. President Jim Bullard of the St. Louis Fed. Uh, full disclosure, a member of my advisory council for the School of Public Affairs here at St. Cloud State, where I serve as a dean, was out, say, was quoted uh, uh Quoted, I can't find the actual audio for it, so I'm going to say he said, I want 100 basis points in the bag by the end of June. Which meant that he thought that, that you could get there in a variety of ways. You could get there through one, you could get there by making a 50 basis point increase in March and then. You'd be off until May, and then the next meeting happens right at the end of June. So possibly you could do that all in in meetings. But start to get people thinking, huh, could the Fed change interest rates without waiting for its announced meeting dates? Well, they could. They actually have done that. But almost always, in, in, in memories of most of you listening to the show, most of the time when they do that, they do that to reduce rates. It's normally when, when either a crisis in the financial markets hit or you get a couple really bad job reports and decide, whoops, we might have kept, the, uh, we might have kept interest rates too high for too long. Usually they let the low interest rates percolate a little longer and they don't do that very often indeed april 18th 1994 is the last time they raised rates not waiting for a meeting april 18th 1994 because they had thought they had reduced rates they thought maybe they needed to they were a little worried about 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 unemployment, they were seeing uh, an inventory buildup, which uh, Alan Greenspan, when he was Fed chair, he watched inventories like a hawk. He really paid attention to inventory data. Um, and that was the last time they'd done it. Okay, so Fed funds futures markets are all set up based on what you think is going to happen, are set with monthly dates. But pretty much all of the information you're getting in the Fed Fund's future market is aimed at trying to predict what happens on meeting dates. And everything goes kind of kitty wampus. So I just tweeted to you at uh, about 10 after the hour, so next to last, that on the 4th of February, which was the day, which was the day before... Uh, which was the Thursday before, uh, no, would have been, yeah. Uh, on that date, our expectation for the March meeting was that th- there was a 66% chance that there would be a 25 basis point hike, 
a 33% chance that there be a 50 basis point hike. Going back a month, so after the January jobs report, right after the beginning of the year, there was a 74% chance of a, of a 25 basis point increase and only a 5% chance of a 50 basis point increase and a 21% chance that they would not change interest rates at that time. As of, as of Thursday, excuse me, as of uh, Friday, uh, I took this picture last night, 94% chance that the rate's going up 50 basis points by, by then or sooner. And only a 6% chance now that interest rates will, will go up by 25 basis points. This is a sea change that's happening. And I think, in fact, having folks like Mester and Bullard out in the out in the in, in the hustings and going and talking to financial press saying, Oh, I think we might go there. It's interesting because on CNBC, Steve Leisman had up uh, this graphic with what Bullard had said, and then three other Fed presidents who basically are saying, ho, 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 Jim, tap the brakes there, buddy. Uh, I think we want to go 25 at the next meeting. I can't see quite, I'm not quite at 50 yet, and so forth. The market's at 50. Not everybody's there, but the market seems to be there. And I found it interesting that you actually had, you actually had folks like both Larry Summers and Paul Krugman out in the out giving talks on on different shows. Both these are both from Bloomberg, saying in essence that they that they don't that they don't want to go too fast. On reducing inflation, at least in the case of Summers, I think his goal was he wanted to play, he wanted to say for sure what the Fed could do as an intermeeting action is to remind people of this. Quantitative easing is still happening. While we're talking about a 50 basis point basis point increase in a meeting that happens in less than five weeks. We are still engaged in quantitative easing. And Larry Summers, at least, thinks that's nuts. Sean, can you play for me quickly? Cut number six, please. Here's what I think the Fed should do. I think the Fed should have a special meeting right now to end QE. It is nothing short of preposterous that in an economy with 7.5% inflation, in an economy with the tightest labor markets we've seen in more than two generations, that the central bank is still, as we speak, growing its balance sheet. And I think the Fed could show that at last it really gets it. So think about that. Think about the fact. Last time they did a tightening in an intermeeting action was 28 years ago. 28 years ago. They've loosened 
in intermeeting in intermediate action intermeeting actions there's about five or six of them have happened since 1994 but the last time they went tighter was 1994 so you would think hey we have done it before there's a there's a precedent for this maybe we should do it again well as you're going to hear coming up next i don't think the fed's going to move that fast and i actually don't even think they're going to end qe until march oh so crazy we'll be back after this you're listening to the king banyan show on the biz 1440 So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dollar Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Everyone has important numbers. A phone number, a year you were born, even your anniversary. At Appliance Renew, giving our customers savings up to 50% off is one of our important numbers. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell brand new scratch and ding name brand appliances. Our inventory of over 250 appliances changes weekly. I put all appliances through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. Appliance Renew is locally owned and operated in beautiful downtown Farmington. Visit ApplianceRenew.com or give me a call at 612-564-9207. It's worth the trip to downtown Farmington in the South Metro for savings up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018.
Welcome back, King Bang Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening today. This kind of is the flying blind edition of the King Banyan Show. Um, also, uh, mourning the passing of Ian McDonald from uh, King Crimson. Um, one of one of my favorite show, one of my favorite bands. Uh, I was telling Sean it was basically my senior year of high school. Um, the first time I actually had something where I could actually listen. I could actually listen to something on a on a on a, with an earpiece, uh, and I could play for myself some music. And I'm I'm a pre Walkman guy. When the first Walkmans came out, I thought I thought, oh my gosh, um, uh, I, I I was just so over the moon for that. But uh, uh, I probably the some I in fact I'm pretty sure Court of the Crimson King was. One of the very first uh, cassettes that got thrown into my walk, my first Walkman. Anyway, um, <clears throat> we're talking about about the fact that the that the Fed is a instrument is, is a creature of habit. It it is lumbering. It does not change very fast. The thought that they would do a rate increase between meetings, as people are suggesting, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. However, the Fed might think that they should do something to indicate after that inflation report, hey, I hear you. We know what you're saying. Um, And if they needed any further cover... I thought this was fascinating. Paul Krugman on the very same show that Larry Summers was on, and I've told people to listen to the Krugman and Summers uh, debates. Two very brilliant guys debating uh, uh, monetary policy and fiscal policy. Uh, They've done a few of these debates. They are respectful. The two men like each other. I know for a fact they like each other. They also like being on television. They also like people taking their opinions. Uh, and 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 Krugman has Krugman, of course, has a Nobel Prize, um, and and Summers does not. But um, but Summers has been right on this, and Krugman has not been. And so I thought it was interesting that that they they got the taping. They tape Larry well before Wall Street Week comes on. And then they actually had um, uh, Professor Krugman come on later and had played for him the interview with Summers. And so some of this is Krugman reacting to what Summers has said. And I want to play just a couple of these cuts. First of all, cut number one, Sean. I've never thought that QE was effective. I mean, QE is a, um, it, it's really not, there's not much evidence that it matters as a policy. And so I would have no problem with ending it. Um, on the other hand, I'm not sure it would make much difference. So QE didn't work. So Summers has said, look, I think you should come out with an intermediate thing. Just end the QE now. It's so little at this point. You are going to let it expire in five weeks. You can engage in a little bit of, of cheap rhetoric, but just to signal, hey, we're paying attention and we're willing to change our plans, so we're going to end it. When we were having technical difficulties in the previous hour and I wasn't able to get to a microphone, I'm sitting here frantically refreshing the Wall Street Journal's homepage 
in part to make sure that the Fed didn't engage in the intermeeting action today. I wouldn't be surprised to see them do it on Monday or Tuesday, but if they don't do it next week, I'm going to say, well, then they've just made up their minds. They're just going to they're just going to they're just going to be like Slim Pickens writing the bomb down down Doctor Strange love. Um, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm a little surprised that we haven't had anything more out there. And I'm a little surprised that that I guess I shouldn't be too surprised that CNBC is um, CNBC was running basically what I think was some signaling from people in the Fed to say that Bullard is way out ahead of us and he's making my life really uncomfortable because I don't want to do this. Well, I'm going to tell you if you go back and look at my at, look at the uh, piece I posted. These, okay, I put up two pictures with two different bar charts. These are basically frequency tables giving you the probability of where the Fed funds rate is likely to be at different times as inferred from trading on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And this is their calculation. And they, and so they put up for the meeting, the, at the last meeting in December, their expectation now is that the rate is going to be at one and three quarters to two percent. In other words, in other words, six rate hikes. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, no, seven. Seven rate hikes is the median forecast. And there's a lot of dispersion around that. So my mind is, if the Fed is trying to signal people how serious they are about inflation, it feels to me there's a fair amount of confusion in the marketplace right now. There's a lot of hedging on bets, because you've got almost a third of market participants thinking there's going to be more than seven. And a little less than a third saying that, or around a third saying there's going to be less than seven. And yet CNBC is running stories saying, well, we're talking to Fed officials and they're not at seven yet. They're just kind of thinking things through and they're going to do things as they wish. Well, Paul Krugman's telling them, hey, you can raise rates. That'd be absolutely fine. Go ahead and, Sean, and play cut number two, please. And I think we're now in a situation where the Fed clearly needs to start hiking rates um, and uh, probably not shock therapy, uh, definitely not shock therapy. But, you know, the question is whether they want to try and, and get people's attention. But, you know, it, it, we, we are in a situation. It's, this is clearly a very hot economy, and uh, it's the Fed's job to cool it off a bit. So... Krugman's less forceful say, and, and doesn't want to go too, too fast. And I wondered if, if Professor Krugman has looked at this chart. I, he probably has. But he's kind of talking by, past it and trying to say, well, two-thirds of the market probably is wrong on this. I... I tend to th- agree with 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 uh, Professor Summers instead, and uh, to say we're doing a whole lot of signaling. I wonder if we're we're maybe not doing too much signaling, right? Maybe we're doing too much, and 
maybe we should watch ourselves. Let's go ahead and play that last cut. Cut number eight, I believe it is. Uh, no, no, cut seven, excuse me. Cut seven. I think the Fed needs to be much more careful about the use of the forward guidance instrument in a world where it has shown itself to be so dismal a forecaster of what's going to happen in the economy. Most of that is not the, most of the poor forecasting is not the Fed's fault. It tracked uh, the consensus and reflects the inherent difficulty of uh, forecasting. But nimble and humble does not mean uh, making announcements about what you're gonna do over periods of six months or a year in a highly volatile economy. So, I I very much agree with this. This is a very difficult... Summers is absolutely right that this is a very difficult period for forecasting. I'm doing a lot of forecasting in the St. Cloud area for just central Minnesota. I do some forecast for Minnesota as a whole. I do precious little national forecasting u.s u.s level forecasting um not that i don't know how it's just this is any any attempt to calibrate a forecast uh a a forecast model at this time is working with data that are so out of the ordinary there are outliers of right kinds, and I will tell you one even from my own world. Right, I'm I'm a dean of a I'm a dean in a regional comprehensive university in a midwestern state. My part of my life involves trying to guess how many seats I need to have for students in the subject matters that my college teaches, my school teaches, and I'm trying to predict not just how many seats do I have but whether those students want to have those seats in person or if they want them online. There are any number of factors get into that. I could talk about this particular problem for hours because it's the life I live Monday through Friday, right? The forecasting I do about the local economy is a small part of that work, but frankly, most of it's geared toward something that I did in my pre-administrator life that I intend to do in my post-administrator life uh, and, and and so forth. So that's 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 why I still do a regional economic forecast up here. But in that world, I can tell you, enrollment in many universities got shocked by COVID, and then there were behaviors that happened on universities in response to COVID. And then students have to respond to those behaviors. And those responses then have to factor into future administrator behaviors. That's why this is a social science, friends. This isn't mechanical. You're trying to think about how people think. And in that world, it's just really hard to think about all of the different feedbacks that can happen into that system. I think I do a decent job, but at the end of the day, it... It's it, it's a lot of guesswork, and there's a lot of room for error. And I can tell you, I try to be humble when I get a forecast right, so that when I'm humble, and so that when I get a forecast wrong, I can say, "Well, I kind of told you these are hard." Right? I don't like to brag on my good predictions, because you're bound to make some bad ones. 
the Fed's made some really bad dis- bad forecasts. Some really bad forecasts. Why I don't think they should just be running out front with a intermediate rate hike, as I heard people argue. I think people tried to put words in in President Bullard's mouth to say he was arguing for that. There's no reason he you don't you don't have to have an intermediate rate hike to get to get his hundred basis points by the end of June. You just have to have fifty at least once, and maybe twice. But that was the problem. That was the, that was the in short the problem is. The Fed has tried to tell you it has a theory of the case. It's turned out its theory was wrong. It is trying to backpedal, and the news is just crashing down on them faster and faster. And people think the Fed's going to pivot fast and make changes. It is not their way. It's simply not their way. I could see them ending QE sooner in an intermediate action. I think that's smart. I think they should do that. I'm surprised they haven't done it already. But a rate hike before the March meeting? Okay. I would bet against it. But the question remains, 25 or 50? The market's made up its mind for the Fed. The Fed will go 50 because the market gave them permission to go to 50. I'll be back with some concluding comments after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4, EVRcleaning.com. Or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Wouldn't it be great to receive free quotes from multiple top-rated contractors on siding, roofing, and window jobs with absolutely zero pushy salespeople invading your house with one-size-fits-all overpriced options? I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As many Patriot listeners know, one short meeting with me will result in competitive estimates emailed to you a few days later with no obligation to buy. With today's supply chain issues, the most common question I get lately is how long until the work can be done? Straight answer. If you would like to see some new windows in your house in the summer, now is the time to call me. Lead times are up to six months for window installs, double than what we've ever seen in the past. So whether you would like a few windows quoted or all of them, we'll go over the best options that fit your house and stand up to our extreme temperature swings. If you decide to move forward, I'll come back out to write up the order so we can get the clock ticking on your new windows. Set up a short meeting with me. Go to GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. 
Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue, Ooh. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis. Or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com. Or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. King Bang, the show, The Biz 1440. Just the final few minutes of it here. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope it sounded good because I can't hear a dang thing. Uh, but <laughs> it's been all right. And thank you, Sean, for uh, being persistent and not giving up on the show when uh, we had we had some issues at the top of the hour. Uh, at the top of the first hour. But anyway, second hour, I hope you've been able to listen. The f- what would this humble Fed have said? What could it have said, and how could I have helped Jay Powell with his messaging? I was thinking about that, and I thought, I talked about the the cars for this reason. It is not the fault of quantitative easing that car prices are going up. Car prices would have gone up without quantitative easing, because in a mistake about what, what the impact of the pandemic would be, the production of computer chips, which is largely based in Asia, much of that production in Taiwan, um, that that impact probably was like that impact was likely to be there regardless. Now, without the accommodation of the Federal Reserve there's a good chance that some of those price increases from computer chips would have transmitted into lower prices elsewhere. And under some theories, that might have even led to additional damage to the economy. So you could imagine a Fed saying, look, we believe chip prices are, go- are going up and we know that we believe chip prices have to go up because of these shortages that have happened. These shortages are going to cause inflation in goods that rely on computer chips. Some of that inflation is likely to transmit back onto other areas of the market. We don't know how much that will be. We don't know how much long that will how long that will last. We are prepared to adjust interest rates and and our asset purchases as we see that happen, but we simply have to be watching wait mode. And, and we will we will deal with the data as they come in. Now I don't like that. That was my pitch. That's what I would have said if I was Jay Powell. Now I don't like a Fed that it has a whole lot of discretion. I like them to work more in a rule set of some kind. I like to be able to see where they're going before they get there. I don't love what I just said, 
But that's not what they said. They assured us that inflation was largely transitory. Those are words that Chairman Powell used time and again. It's not that he was wrong. It's that he couldn't have known what the right answer was there. And so he asserted it. If you are going to be a Federal Reserve, a central bank that provides forward guidance, that guidance has to be based on facts, and it does have to be based on humility about the limits of your own knowledge. That, unfortunately, has not been what they've done. And I am concerned that they may act again hastily this week, trying to catch up, and may, in fact, revisit and do more damage than the damage that already has happened to not only to the economy but to their credibility we'll be talking more about this next week thank you so much for listening sean thank you so much again for for working with me here we'll talk to you next week on the king banyan show on the biz 1440 it's said that if you don't like the weather just wait a few minutes and it'll change Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. You want to feel important. You want to be part of something bigger something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. But our part-time service in the Army National Guard means we get to be more. When our communities are in need, we get the chance to stand up and do something about it. We get to serve in our own region and help the people we call neighbors. From the lakeshores of Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. The fertile fields of Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa to the wide open plains of North and South Dakota. We are here for our hometowns. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. 
happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. Feel the common ground for the first time in 